welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. right now just for a few moments in here let's let the glory of God come down in this place let's let God minister in this place to us let's not be in a hurry right now come on hallelujah the spirit is moving all over this place the spirit is moving all over this place come on come on worship him worship him We can't be 32nd apostolic. We gotta dwell in his presence. Oh, we gotta inhabit his praises. Hallelujah. Stretch your stretch your hand for it right now. We trust in you, 
on, intercede for your lost loved one right now. Call their name out. Call your lost loved one out. Oh, God can do a miracle this Christmas. God can bring them home. God can bring them home right now. God can bring your lost loved one home right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Minister all over this place, God. Minister all over this place, God. break some things in you don't harden your heart don't harden your heart to the presence of the Lord oh hallelujah but let him break some things inside of you right now come on cry out to him pour your heart out before him hallelujah place the great I am is in this place oh the Lord of Lords is in this place hallelujah there was a king and a savior born in Bethlehem oh but he didn't just come to Bethlehem he came knocking at your door he came to save you he came to save you personally he came for you he came to wash away your sins he came to fill you with his spirit if you are not filled with the Holy Ghost this morning there is no reason by the end of this service that you can't receive the Holy Ghost hallelujah the spirit of God is in this place and if you don't have his spirit if his spirit is not dwelling inside of you today is the day of salvation today is the day that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost hallelujah today is the day that you can walk in the power of the spirit and you can be different from this day forward come on praise him Come on, praising Jesus. Thank you for your mighty move in this place, God. Oh, don't let this be weird on a Sunday morning. We've got to get used to this kind of move. Every time we come together, every time, oh, we congregate in this place, we need the glory of the Lord dwelling upon us. Gone are the days of ordinary Jesus allowed COVID to pass through the land oh because he said I need my people to never go back to normal but when they get back to my house hallelujah there would be a hunger in them there would be a passion in them hallelujah there would be a change in them hallelujah 
And though they couldn't meet in the building, hallelujah, but when they would come back, hallelujah, then my presence would be upon them and I would go before them, hallelujah, and I would begin to change their families. I would begin to change their destiny, hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's have church in here this morning. If you have your Bibles, let's try to get to this because a little bit of a lengthy reading. We're going to look at two passages of Scripture. 2 Samuel 6, 12 through 17. And then we're going to go into Luke 2. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 6, starting at verse 12, And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom, and all that pertaineth unto him, because of the ark of God. There's something about when the presence of God dwells in your house. So David went and brought up the ark of God, from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they bare the ark of the Lord, had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. Verse 14, And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. Verse 15, so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. How many, have you, how many of you have been despised? Because you praised the Lord. But what did they do? And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place. In the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. I'm just going to read a little bit here. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day hallelujah in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord and this shall be a sign unto you ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on, on earth peace and goodwill toward men and it came to pass as the angels were going away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let us now go 
even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Some of you got to begin to ponder some things this morning. What did the shepherds do? And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they heard and seen as it was told unto them. God never changes. It was David was a shepherd. Hallelujah. And he brought Jesus into the world as a shepherd. Hallelujah. And the shepherds were there glorifying and praising God. Oh, the people wanted a king. They wanted Saul, this warrior. But Jesus chose a shepherd. Hallelujah. He chose a shepherd to restore his people. Hallelujah. And I want to preach to you this morning. This thought, returning Christ to Christmas. Returning Christ to Christmas. Now, you can't return Christ to Christmas because it's all about Him. But I'm asking you this morning to return Christ to your personal Christmas. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you this morning, God. Oh, pour it out in this place, God. All over this place, God, let your word come forth. God, let people be changed. Let people be baptized in Jesus' name this morning. Let people be filled with the Holy Ghost this morning, God. You brought salvation. Bring salvation to your people here this morning. We love you. We thank you, Lord, for coming to this world, for dying on a cross and saving us from our sins, God, and that you rose again in glory. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Returning Christ to Christmas. When we think about the Christmas season, we can say that this is certainly one of the best times of the year. It's a time of year that's filled with joy, It's filled with excitement, and there is the proverbial buzz in the air. Most people like the Christmas season, and some even love the Christmas season. There are some people who love Christmas so much that Christmas is what they live for. And they wait all year for that moment that they get to decorate their house, for all to see. There are people who decorate their house, and then there are people who really decorate their house. It's sort of an obsession that they have. And it is, I hope I'm not talking about anybody in here this morning. <laughs> Come on. Oh, it's sort of an obsession that they have, and it essentially becomes part of their identity. And they become known within their city or their subdivision as the family with the amazing Christmas light display. Certainly there becomes a competition between neighbors, and they will try to outdo each other on their light display. And let's be honest, as people... We will travel all around to see these Christmas light displays. 
And it brings a happiness and an excitement to see those lights. There's something about this season that gets people excited. And people tend to be a little happier and more friendly at this time of year. However, there are people that don't enjoy this time of the year. And sometimes are referred to as the Grinch or the Scrooge. For whatever reason, this season doesn't bring them much joy or excitement. And they're ready for it to be over. Either way, this season affects people. And it's a season that doesn't go unnoticed. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, to everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. We all know this, a time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence. Oh, that some people would learn that. And a time to speak. If you have trouble speaking all the time, maybe read Proverbs. <laughs> a time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. So we know it's the Christmas season but God has a season for you right now. I don't know what that season is for you today, but God has a season that He needs you to go through right now. Hallelujah. In April, we will have one year in the Spanish church. And I look at these pastors of these Spanish churches with 20 years, and I say, oh God, could we have that many people? Could we be this far ahead? God says there's a season for you to go through. There's a season for the church to go through. Quit worrying about the season that somebody else is going through and thinking you were them. Because they might be in a season of blessing. They might be in a season that they're receiving all this favor from the Lord and all these good things are happening. And you're like, Lord, why am I walking through this? Why is this happening? What am I going through? And the Lord said, you didn't see them when they were in that season. Because we want to see the finished product too much. We want to see the end of all things too much. But we've got to enjoy the journey. We've got to enjoy the process. Because without the process, you will have a product that won't be finished. Hallelujah. When we look at this season from a spiritual lens, we need to take inventory. And examine, where are we at with God? What does our relationship with Jesus look like right now? What does this season mean to you when you think about Jesus? Is Jesus just a figure in a nativity scene? Or is He your Savior? Is He just another character in the Christmas season? Or is He your God? 
Is Santa Claus more important to you than Jesus? Sorry, Pastor, they're going to run me out of here today. Don't start preaching on Santa Claus. Are the gifts of more value to you than the gift of salvation that Jesus brought? Who is Jesus to you today? And what does this season mean to you? If you are not careful, you can become intoxicated in the flesh during this season. I'm here to bring a warning this morning. I don't want to bring bad news. I don't want to be the, the, the angry preacher, the scary preacher. I'll let pastor pastor you. He'll work it all out with you. He'll get you straightened up. But I do want to bring a warning this morning. You can become intoxicated in the flesh during this season. You can wake up in December and you're on the verge of backsliding because you feel, you can wake up in January actually, and you're on the verge of backsliding because you've filled your flesh with all the festivities of the season. And you never filled your spirit with prayer. And you never filled your spirit with devotion to God. And you never pushed back the plate a day or two. And you never got up in prayer in the morning. You can wake up in January and think, what just happened? And why do I feel so far from God? I challenge you to grow closer to God right now. In December, before January ever gets here. I challenge you to make Jesus everything during this season. I challenge you to fill your home with prayer and praise. Hallelujah and worship unto Jesus this season. I challenge you to take a few days this season and push away the plate and fast unto the Lord. You mean I got to give up Christmas cookies for a day or two? Yes, you do. It would be a good idea. <laughs> what do you mean God all these parties all this food but what if you show up to that party and you eat there you go ahead and eat when you get there but you fasted before you fasted a day or two what kind of conversations might happen in that Christmas party Why does January have to be a month where everything needs to be fixed and corrected and you need a New Year's resolution to get back on track before you backslide? 2 Timothy 4, if you have your Bibles, 1 and 2. I charge ye, charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead. At his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant. In season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exhort with all long suffering. And doctrine. He said be instant. In season. Out of season. He didn't say backslide. During the season. You don't need a New Year's resolution. You need a Jesus resolution for right now, right here, in this moment. And let today be your day of salvation. Don't put a salvation off until January. But let salvation happen to you today. Hallelujah, Jesus came to save you. And this altar is here today waiting for you. That water is waiting for you to be baptized. And Jesus is ready to fill you with the Holy Ghost in December.
How many souls waited for January to come and January never came and they left this world without knowing the Lord, without being saved because they were going to put it off until January. But today is the day of salvation and Jesus said don't put it off, but do it today. 2 Corinthians 6.2 For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted and in the day of salvation... Have I succored thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait until January. You don't have to wait for the new year. But you can go into the new year as a new creature and see the old things pass away. God is doing a new thing, and he wants you to be a part of it. You can have old things fade away, and you can be new today. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Jesus being born as the Savior of the world was never meant to be a season where spiritual people become carnal people. It was never intended to make people lose their minds and forget whose child they are for a month. And then the preacher has to fix them in January. This season was meant to draw you closer to Jesus. Knowing that you were given the gift of salvation. And you could be saved from your sins. Hallelujah. During this season, you need to return Christ to Christmas. Your personal Christmas. Just as David returned the ark. Just as David was a man after God's own heart, and he longed for the Ark of the Covenant to be returned to its rightful place, you need to return Christ to your Christmas, to His rightful place. Return Christ to your personal Christmas, and let this season only be about Jesus. Don't let all of the stuff that accompanies this season choke out the Word of God in your life. In Matthew, or I'm sorry, in Mark 4, 18, it says, And these are they which sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. I challenge you to not become unfruitful during the next few weeks. I, I challenge you for the next few weeks of 2020 to be your best few weeks of 2020. Say, I'm preparing for the new year because I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get in God's Word. I'm going to devote myself to Him over the next few weeks. And these are they which sown on good ground, such as hear the Word and receive it and bring forth fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. I challenge you, how much time are you spending in the Word right now? Are, are you more worried about Christmas parties and Christmas cookies and hanging the stockings? Oh, and the tree needs water. Oh, and tonight we got to go to this Christmas party. Oh, and my co-workers need a flower. And my co-workers need this. And before you know it, you haven't spent an ounce of time with God. Come on, don't get caught up in the culture. Don't, we have an apostolic Pentecostal culture. Oh, 
You, we can say Christian culture, but there's a lot of different Christianities. There's a lot of different types of Christianity cultures. But what I'm telling you today is to get caught up. Hallelujah. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. Hallelujah. Oh, He is the Lord of all. There's not two lords. There's not two baptisms. There's only one Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Are you proud to be apostolic Pentecostal? There's only one way. Don't show up at your family gathering. I'm going to tell them. Acts 2.38. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to hit them over the head with this Acts 2.38. Guess what? They're not going to want to be apostolic. I've had to learn it the hard way. And Mary Faye kept saying, you better love them. You better love them. Pastor kept saying, you better love them. You better love them. Because I'm telling you, if you'll show up in the Spirit of God and the love of Jesus will be all over you, hallelujah, they'll say there's something different about them. There's something that I don't have. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be a little transparent here this morning. There's a sweet old lady at my job. She's a teacher's aide. And she came to me this week. She said, Bobby, can you come to my church Friday night? We're having a Christmas presentation. And I don't know how to tell a sweet old lady no. (laughs) Pastor, I don't know what it is, but babies and old people, we don't know how to tell them no. So I went. I said, God, well... We'll see what happens. Mary Faye and I were there, and she was busy. They had like a marketplace, and then they had their, you would go into different Sunday school rooms, and they would have a play with actors. Mary Faye and I are sitting there probably for more than 30 minutes, and not one soul comes and asks us anything. Not one soul comes and talks to us. The whole time we're there, good music. I mean, it was, it was great. Never felt the spirit. And it was like God showing me what power we have as apostolics. Because when people come to this church, we don't let them get out the door. I was saying, fill out this card. Hey, we want you to come back. Where are you from? How's your family? Hallelujah, because apostolics have the true gift. Apostolics have the true spirit. Hallelujah, come on. You can fight against this doctrine. You can fight against this church. But Jesus came, oh, and was born the Savior of the world, and he had one plan of salvation. There wasn't two. There wasn't three. There was one plan of salvation. And if you're here and you don't know what to think and you don't know about this apostolic Pentecostal thing, oh, you better just wait and hold on. Just let me keep coming. Let me keep seeing what God's going to do here in this place. Hallelujah. And before you know it, you'll be one of us. Hallelujah. You'll be an apostolic Pentecostal. Oh, you'll be hallelujah. Some buildings call themselves a church. They're just a gathering place. Because if the Holy Ghost ain't there, hallelujah, it's not a church. It's got to have His Spirit in it. Hallelujah. In the tabernacle, God's Spirit dwelled upon the mercy seat. God's Spirit was there. 
And then when God started his church, oh, his New Testament church, what was one of the first things that they got filled with the Holy Ghost? Your spirit cannot afford to take a back seat to your flesh over the next few weeks. You will lose momentum and you will lose out on the moments that God has in store for you and your devotion to Him. Well, I'm going to get a day off work. Oh, I can't wait for this day off work. What are you going to do on that day off work? Are you going to fill your flesh? Or are you going to get down to business with God? And I'm not telling you not to have a vacation day. <laughs> Come on, if anybody's tired, I'm tired. I've been going every night since August. But then the Lord reminded me, you got Thanksgiving off. <laughs> Come on. You got to get hungry for God. Just as pastor preaches all the time, you got to get hungry for the things of God. You got to get hungry for the things of God. You got to get hungry for Him. And you got to get hungry for the things of God. Hallelujah. You got to have moments in your devotion time with Him where His presence comes down upon you. And then when you go out and teach a Bible study, you go out to work, you go out to witness and evangelize, the Spirit of God is upon you. And a new soul comes to church. And a new soul becomes a baby in the church. God has a process to what He does. When I look at our Spanish church, yeah, we're not just born. We're crawling, but we're not walking yet. But I can't, it, the process is the process. We got to go through the process. But one day that church is going to start walking. It's going to start walking and then it's going to start running. And then it's going to become a teenager. And then it's going to become an adult. Hallelujah. The process is the process. And God has you in a season right now. And God says, if you will get away and spend time with me, alone with me over this season, and you won't get caught up in the proverbial buzz of this season, I can do things through you. He will do things through you. I believe God will meet you in a greater way. And His presence will be even stronger in your times of devotion if you will push away the busyness and you will get alone with God and give Him your heart. Come on, I challenge you. How about showing up at that family Christmas party? Prayed up. Fasted up. Full of the Word of God. Full of the Word of God. Maybe God has a divine moment for you with your unsaved family members this season. But he's asking you to seek him out and devote yourself to him. Just like David returned the ark, you got to return Christ to your Christmas. Hallelujah. The Christmas story must be told to your children. And they must know the truth about Christmas. If they think Christmas is about Santa Claus, then you need to get the Bible out. And you need to say, sit down, children, and I'm going to read you the story. And I'm going to teach you what it's all about. You need to return Christ to their Christmas. And you need to let them know that this season is about the Savior of the world robing Himself in flesh and man.
manifesting himself to the world. up what what happened with David when they returned the ark he took off his priestly garments he took off his priestly garments and he danced before the Lord because he knew that he was not the king of kings he was a king but he was not the king of kings the people wanted Saul But Saul was about Saul. David was a man after God's own heart. And I'm telling you, if you will come into God's presence this season and you'll begin to take off pastor and you'll begin to take off preacher and you'll begin to take off singer and you'll begin to take off Bible study teacher and you'll begin to take off Sunday school teacher and you'll begin to take off mom and you'll begin to take off dad and say, Lord, I come to you as you created me. I come into your presence as you made me as a child. God, I'm, I'm pastor of the Spanish church. you you got to move now. you got to move, God. Come on, we need more people now. God, I'm the Sunday school teacher, and these kids aren't listening to me. You going to praise me? You going to praise me? How about you repent? David took off his garments, and he danced before the Lord. Hallelujah. And the ark was returned. Christ can be returned to your Christmas, but take off all these titles and cast them before him. We're going to take off our crowns, and we're going to cast them before Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. I got a lot more, but we're going to stop there. I'll preach till 12. David was not satisfied until the ark was back where it was meant to be. And your soul is not going to be satisfied. You're going to keep searching for something and searching for something. And you're going to think the answer's there or the answer's over there. But until Jesus gets back on His throne in your heart, until Jesus, oh, hallelujah, is the Christ of your Christmas, hallelujah, your soul will not be satisfied. But as David put the ark, hallelujah, back in its place, it's time for you to put Jesus back on the throne of your heart. Will your friends and family see Jesus in you this Christmas? Or will they see you? Will they see something different? Or will it just be another Christmas gone by? Because you were so busy filling up your flesh with the indulgence of this season. Please forgive me. I love Christmas as much as anybody. I love this season. I love this season. It's it's a fun time. But Jesus began to check me said, you have greater responsibilities. It's no longer time to do Christmas like you used to do. And I'm asking you, some of you have some great responsibilities in here. And I'm not saying don't have your parties, don't eat your food, don't do the, I'm not saying all that. But let Jesus be this, the reason for this season for you. 
when January comes, this place would be overflowing with the presence of God. And pastor don't have to preach you out of backsliding. And you're just on fire and now and you'll be on fire then. Hallelujah. Let's, let's go to the Lord right now. This altar is open. You can come and pray. You can come and ask Him. Hallelujah. To help you this season, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. Fill us up this season, God. Don't let us stay the same this season, God. Oh, hallelujah. But change us, God become different. Hallelujah. Come on. Cry out to Him. Hallelujah. Worship Him right now.